everyone. Welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv, and today I have a very special guest on. If you guys listened to our other episode, uh, oh shit, what was it called? Oh my Frick, God. I don't know. Something about intuitive Something about eating. Intuitive eating. <laughs> um, then you will have been introduced to Hannah. So Hannah is one of my good friends. We've been friends for quite a long time since high school, and she is a registered dietitian. And so... Hello. Hi. <laughs> Jumping it's right good in. to be back. <laughs> yeah, Hannah was here back when I was in my old apartment. Yeah, it I was think. like, whoa. I don't know when that was, like March? Yeah, back in the winter. Um, and so today we wanted to do an episode, kind of like an updated episode mm-hmm. on intuitive eating, but more so talking about kind of like the other side of it, I guess, which yeah. is diet culture. Yeah. So diet culture is the reason for intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is like kind of like the anti-diet yeah. culture. Anti-diet yeah. culture. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we're just going to hop right into it, I think. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about diet culture. So like what it is, um, where you can find it, like where it kind of sneaks in because it's everywhere, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then we'll kind of talk about some tips and like what you can do if you want to say f you to diet culture like we do ditch diet culture there we go um so yeah okay what is diet culture so diet culture is essentially it's like a system of beliefs they're very ingrained in our society Mm -hmm. today and essentially diet culture or diet culture's beliefs value like thinness Mm -hmm. and believe that like smaller bodies or thin bodies are like morally superior to like more value larger bodies yeah yeah yeah, exactly and that like we should all essentially be like striving to be in smaller bodies and lose weight and things like that that's essentially it's horrible (laughs) yeah so there's that and like it also it also does believe as well that size and weight are like really important health outcomes Mm -hmm. and it honestly like oppresses people who can't achieve that like thinner or that appearance that diet culture wants um yeah yeah which is really unfortunate yeah it definitely yeah so it's like a bias towards yeah. thin bodies and like being skinny yeah. essentially yeah and being small weighing as little mm-hmm. as taking possible. up the least amount of space that you can yeah. yeah 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 so for anyone who's kind of like anyone who's ever been on a diet or anyone who's ever seen any messaging about diets or anything like that that is kind of essentially like diet culture messaging it's any sort of message that promotes getting skinny and losing weight and stuff like that yeah and a lot of times the way that it does that is like by framing certain foods or certain ways of eating as like good and then certain ways of eating or certain diets or things like that Mm -hmm. as bad yeah um and it makes you you know really believe those things and feel like you have to eat a certain way or restrict certain foods or cut out certain food groups and things like that because they're gonna make you fat exactly (laughs) or they're gonna prevent you from From losing weight being smaller yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and i feel like it also kind of puts out this idea that aspiring to lose weight is like a good thing to yeah, kind of always yeah, be trying you should to do. Be like, also, I feel like something that's in like the health and wellness industry, promoting the belief that being overweight should be seen as something that is unhealthy and mm-hmm. something that like it's like on you and it's your fault and yeah. it's like you are causing your own health problems. Yeah, it's there's so much blame yeah. associated with like diet culture and um and being yeah, in larger bodies. Yeah. Um which is so unfortunate because you really never know like what could have happened in someone's life or what contribute. There's so many things that contribute to, um, you know, your body weight and your size that 
are a lot of times out of your control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's genetics or like your environment or financial, like mm-hmm. socioeconomic status, things like that, um, trauma in your life, mm-hmm. um, so many things. Um, and, and, and it's so shitty that we look at someone who's in a larger body as like a failure because yeah. they haven't lo- lost the weight or yeah. um, like they're lazy or, you know, mm-hmm. those typical like super unfortunate stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. That's put on the by diet culture. Can you kind of speak to, because I feel like we should just get this out here right mm-hmm. now. Whenever people see someone who's overweight, it's almost like they feel okay with commenting on it because they feel like it's something unhealthy that like yeah. them saying so, like, something they have is the gonna right to comment on it yeah or they're like, like well it's unhealthy it's bad like it's you're like, promoting I'm looking out for their health yeah, yeah i'm looking out for their health and i've seen you know on body positivity pages people say like oh you're promoting unhealthy body types so what can you can you just like speak to that and like yeah. why that's just completely untrue and why that's like really damaging yeah well it's incredibly damaging i mean it's been studied and shown that like the stigma and like mm-hmm. the, the way that people in large bodies are treated is way worse for their health than their actual size or their yep. body weight. The fact that people say things like that and even not even like people on social media or like family members, but like even healthcare providers like yeah. still make comments like that to people. And it's not only is it like damaging to like mental health, hearing those things and being afraid to like you know, speak up to your doctor or go see your doctor. That's why it's worse for your health, you know, yeah. because you stop seeking health care because yeah. you're, you know, afraid of being judged or what people are going to say to you and things like that. Yeah. Um, and something that I've heard you say is that weight is not always a determinant of your health. Like you can't yeah. look at someone's weight well, exactly. and see how healthy they are. Exactly. Like if you think about it, there are so many thin people out there who like have heart disease or who mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes and drink a lot of alcohol and like don't take care of themselves but they're just naturally thin and you wouldn't know that they're unhealthy by mm-hmm. looking at them so how can you know by looking at someone in a bigger body like it's it's the exact same thing yeah um because there are plenty of people in uh, like either size bodies that are healthy yeah. and unhealthy so yeah. there's just i don't know it's crazy that we have this like idea in our heads that just by looking at someone we can tell yeah people love to just judge a book by its cover like yeah. look at someone and think they know everything that's About going on or them. think yeah. they know who they are so i feel like this just kind of falls in that same category like appearance mm-hmm. is everything essentially yeah. well and weight is just like one it's just one indicator there's so many other things you have to look at when you're looking at someone's health hannah and i both get really riled we up do. About this, yeah. so <laughs> it's hard to sometimes just have like a very neutral conversation because we feel so strongly about it but i guess let's just kind of talk mm-hmm. about like where yeah. diet culture hides in probably like mostly the media and yeah. social media yeah i would say like well, yeah. It doesn't Social even media, hide. It doesn't it's even just hide. Like, it's yeah. just there. Yeah. Like there are so there's so much diet culture like bullshit floating around on social yeah. media. It's literally everywhere. You can't escape it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to unpack, especially with the fact that social media basically is only appearance for the most yeah. part. And like, yeah. But there's just this whole and it kind of started in like the fitness industry, like the focus on like macros calories whatever Mm -hmm. like dieting essentially but it's made its way and there's an article that i'll link um in the show notes for this episode but there's an article that's talking about how diet culture has made its way into the wellness industry and i've been thinking about it a lot lately because it's like you know there's all these bloggers who are talking about like how to clean up your diet and like clean eating and just like all these different kind of like diets like paleo keto whatever like 
people see them as like food diets, not necessarily weight loss weight, diets. Exactly. But it's like a, it's like a, because like so many people now have caught on to like the diet industry yeah. and like targeting weight loss and things like yeah. that. It's now turned into heal your skin or heal your gut or yeah. heal, reduce inflammation and yeah. things like that. And it's essentially like restrictive diets yeah. um, that in the end are like calorie restricted, cutting mm-hmm. out food groups, things like that that it's it's a diet you yeah know? and yeah. it still results in getting a disordered um, yeah relationship exactly with food. and yeah. like i especially when i first went vegan i followed some vegans i'm just gonna name drop them i followed the blonde vegan mm-hmm. her name is now the balanced blonde but i followed her and she ended up getting an eating disorder called orthorexia which is kind of like the pursuit of like the most pure diet. Yeah, like, like she was the healthiest diet. Yeah. Possible. She would post yeah. things. I remember this one post about how she does this like overnight soak to wash her strawberries, but she was buying organic mm-hmm. strawberries. And so she was kind of at this level of purity that like is so unattainable. Anyway, she ended up not being vegan anymore because she just like had this crazy eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's a lot of people kind of in that same niche yeah. of veganism at the time that yeah. was like, eating these like super or like trying to eat these super pure diets. And I found that like following those people, especially when I was first starting out on Instagram and stuff, I got a really disordered relationship with food. I never, I would say developed orthorexia, but I was super scared about everything I was putting into my body. And it wasn't until I unfollowed all of those and kind of started listening to myself over everything else that I healed my relationship with food. Yeah. And I think that it's so important to note that stressing about food and eating and your diet is more unhealthy for you than like just eating food and just eating like whatever eating food intuitively. It is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like just eating what you want to eat and not stressing so much about making sure that your food is like the cleanest, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like possible food or like fits within whatever diet or whatever yeah. label. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's stuff that we sometimes send each other on Instagram and it's like paleo, gluten-free, grain-free, sugar-free, like no oil, no salt, (laughs) no sugar, whatever. Like just this huge long list, brownies. And it's like a pile of like crusty brown things. And we're just like, the people who are eating these are not only kind of like restricting all of those things out of their diet because they are scared to eat them, but they're also probably so stressed about what is still in the brownies because I'm sure there's something wrong with all of those things too. Like if you break every recipe and like every food down into the components and look at it all and like are scared of everything Mm -hmm. like you are never going to eat anything that you feel okay about even if you have some foods that you've deemed like okay you're going to be so stressed about everything that eating those is probably still going to make you feel bad or like still going to make you feel stressed yeah so it's just it's almost like the kind of the deeper you get into it the more and more and more stress you get yeah and like the more you feel like you have to it's like the more control you try and have the more control you feel like you need to have so you just keep getting kind of more and more extreme yeah. it's like, like nothing's more like strict yeah 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 exactly. and so like with diets i know like so many people they go on a diet it ends up failing because mm-hmm. diets don't work as studies show yeah we know um and then they feel like the next time they try it they have to be even more strict Mm -hmm. and yeah social media just like praises this strictness and like praises rigidity with food it's like like cutting things out and being good and like yeah and it it gets disguised as like taking care of yourself with diet culture these beliefs are like pushed upon us and we're bombarded by all these things so it's never like billion dollar industry so it's not your fault if you want to lose weight and it's not your fault if you feel like you should be pursuing a smaller body or things like that 
it's diet culture's fault, but it's just like, it's so frustrating. And, and it makes us feel that like, in order to be striving for a healthy lifestyle or quote unquote, taking care of ourselves, we need to be like cutting things out, Mm -hmm. working out until we're like exhausted. Mm -hmm. And when like, in reality, that's, we're forgetting about like sleeping and like actually having fun and like relationships, relationships and managing our stress. And those things are all like part of taking care of yourself too but diet culture ignores that shit yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's like but at least you're skinny now yeah exactly (laughs) you're exhausted sick and have no friends anywhere but at Mm -hmm. least you're skinny yeah Yeah. no that's um that's just a joke (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i've never seen anyone say that that's like no that's like that there's this like parody like i don't parody but like that diet culture inc twitter account and it says stuff like that it's like you have no friends anymore (laughs) but like hey at least you're skinny something that i've really really realized there is a difference so if you tell someone like i stopped working out because i was like pushing myself Mm -hmm. too hard and it wasn't you know serving me anymore they'd be like oh well but like working out's healthy like you should probably start again yeah so there's that immediate reaction that's like but it's good for you but there's such a distinction to be made between movement and exercise that is good for you and movement and exercise that is not good for you like people think more is always better with like exercise and cardio and stuff like that and I've come to this realization that for me at least like exercise and movement is not good if it's something that I have to force yeah if it's not something I truly enjoy then I'm just not gonna do it I don't care how quote-unquote good it is for me like if there's something that I have to push myself to do and I'm hating every second of it. I don't think that that's something that you should be forcing yourself to do all the time. Well, yeah, it's the same thing, of, like I said, about like stressing about eating. Like yeah. if you're hating your life while you're exercising, yeah. like doing whatever form of exercise you're doing, it's probably not that good for you. Like yeah. you're probably not going to do it. You know, you're not going to do it consistently enough to actually get in a habit of doing it to reap the benefits of the exercise. So why are you even like bothering, you yeah. know? And I saw this like something on social media the other day, it was an awesome like little kind of graphic. And it was essentially saying that like all these healthy things, like too much of them is also unhealthy for you. So it was like too much vitamin D is unhealthy for you, like can cause toxicity, like too much, like, and it just listed off all these things. So it's like we, something gets deemed healthy and and we just like like, obsess over it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, actually you need to find a balance. We just latch onto things and think that like, we need to get as much of this as we can in order yeah. to achieve that like health ideal. But in reality, that's not true at all. Yeah. I remember yeah. when I started getting into like healthy eating. Um, mm-hmm. I say that in like air quotes. Yeah, for sure. But it was kind of the first time that I like in my first year of university when I started yeah. focusing on what I was eating. When kale was like the big yeah. thing and like green smoothies and stuff. So I was having like a green smoothie and like throwing as much kale in it as I could. I was like, I want to put like a whole yeah. bunch of kale like not a whole bunch yeah. like a, a bunch yeah. like, that you buy from the store and then yeah. for lunch I would like add kale into my lunch and dinner and stuff and then I read this thing that was like just talking about this obsession with green smoothies because that was like the huge thing back yeah. then and yeah. it was saying that like kale and spinach and things that have oxalates in them I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like too much of that is not a good thing or yeah. like it, well, they exactly. have things in them yeah that if you get too much like uh, some of it is good for you but yeah. like if you're eating so much kale it's actually not good for yeah. you and that's that was another thing that I remember in that graphic, like, this is what, like, the kale made me think of, but, like, fiber as well yeah. is another thing that we're, like, oh, fiber is this super healthy thing that we all need, but, like, eating too much fiber is going to wreak havoc on your digestive system, yeah. just, like, eating too little of it. But it's, like, yeah, people just see this thing, they're, like, it must be good, and same with weight loss, they're, like, oh, you know, losing weight must be good, let's, like, go on a diet or, like, start mm-hmm. working out, 
And then a lot of people get into like bodybuilding and stuff because it's like you just get so obsessed with yep. like more and more yep. of like more clean eating, more losing weight, like yep. more getting more toned. And it's like it just turns into this obsession that takes over your whole life. And that's what the diet industry <sighs> thrives that's on. That's what they want because <laughs> you're spending your money like yep. on these on the diets or yeah. on superfoods or on programs yeah exactly yeah. fitness programs and weight loss programs yeah. and supplements and whatever else like it's just your money going down the drain yeah like you have yeah. to just like with anything and your you soul ha- <laughs> <laughs> and your soul and your happiness yeah. um and yeah you have to just like anything in life look at is whatever it is trying to sell you something and most mm-hmm. of the time with like diets if they're selling you something you have to be you have to think critically about that yeah. like most people think oh you know this diet company like they want to help people get healthy but no. it's like no they just want your money yeah. they couldn't give a shit if you're overweight or underweight or whatever you weigh like yeah. they literally don't care they, they, they mask just want you to it. Buy it and i think that's why the diet industry is still like not as demonized as i think it should be because it's like masked as trying to help people lose yeah weight. trying to like improve your health now yeah, yeah and because diet culture is so ingrained and we think that like losing weight or you know getting healthy mm-hmm. taking care of yourself is something that everyone should be doing it's people see it and they're like oh okay like it's just this is gonna help me yeah. do that they don't see it as something that's just trying to profit off yeah them and make them more unhealthy yeah. so that they need it again and again yeah like it's, and that's another thing like with diet culture and the wellness industry that we've seen more and more now is like also just like the pressure and like the stigma if you're not like pursuing health Mm -hmm. you're like morally inferior now like it's not just weight loss anymore it's like if you don't care about your health yeah like you're a bad person or whatever and it's like no everyone has their own choice they can yeah. make their own decisions like if health is a priority for them right now or not and people shouldn't be like looked at as better or worse um because of whether or not they like choose to actively be caring for their health or not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. if you look at it i'm speaking more so to social media but i'm sure everyone knows someone in their life who's like this too the people who care the most about their health and the people who just always seem to be trying the new superfood mm-hmm. like trying the new diet cutting out the new whatever yeah. it is the people who are always pursuing like more and more and more and like the newest things they're usually like the reason probably why they have to keep trying new things is because mm-hmm. they're just messing up their body yeah so much and exactly. it's like yeah. the people who are always trying to like heal from something that they probably don't even have yeah. to heal from are the ones who are probably just creating more problems yeah because they're stressing so much yeah. in this journey to healing that they're like you know they're cutting out things and they're they need to heal and they it just causes more stress which causes poor health yeah like it's just like a cycle yeah um and mental health is so intertwined yeah. with physical health it's, yeah yeah that's another thing too like i think we're starting to appreciate mental health more and more but um i feel like for the longest time it wasn't even like people wouldn't even blink an eye at Mm -hmm. like mental health as part of your overall well-being it was like if you're thin if you like work out you eat healthy foods then you should be fine you like have to live with yourself inside your own head and like yeah you don't really have to look at your own body like you can like look out at the world like you're the one who has to like deal with your own mind Mm -hmm. so it's like people just don't see mental health as as important i think on social media in like the diet yeah kind of section of it mental health isn't really talked about as much as in like the body positivity yeah um niche and stuff like that so i think people are catching on but it's just and probably all comes back to the whole like appearances thing like Mm -hmm. because mental health isn't something you can see so 
um, it's harder to judge, but like we put this, I don't know. We just look at, you know, people's sizes and think we can tell how healthy they are. You can't look at someone's brain. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or the inside of their head. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess like, okay. So first and foremost, for the most part, even if you've never been on an actual diet, mm-hmm. you've probably experienced diet culture. Yeah, it's definitely, there's a like probably... I mean, this is not a real statistic. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably like a 99% chance that it's influenced you in some in way. Some way. In some way, yeah. yeah. And so I think like for anyone who's ever, you know, felt like they shouldn't or couldn't eat something that they wanted because they were scared it was going to make them mm-hmm. fat, like even that kind of small of a thing, yeah. that is diet culture. I did, um, sorry to interrupt That's you. okay. I did a poll on my Instagram oh, the yeah. other day and like I was just trying to gauge like, because I've recently been putting out more and more like, kind of like intuitive eating and yeah. like anti-diet content. And mm-hmm. I just was trying to gauge if that's something people would actually be interested in reading or yeah. if it would be like relatable. And um, one thing I said was like, do you feel like you have a good relationship with food? And like, it was pretty close. I think it was like 54% people said yes. Mm-hmm. And then 46% people said no. So that's pretty close. But then the next question was like, do you ever feel guilty for eating certain foods? And it was like, 85% yes, 15% no. And it was like, well, how can you have a good relationship with food if, if you feel guilty? If, like food makes you feel guilty. I don't know why. Something you said reminded yeah, no. me of that, but like, I don't know. I just I thought that was I did a poll on crazy. my Instagram too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was kind of shocked. Like I asked if anyone had ever been on a diet and mm-hmm. 70% said yes. One of them was like, how did it make you feel being yeah. on a diet? And the responses that I got were just so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like I was sitting there reading them and they were just like, a lot of them were like, oh, well, I got an eating disorder. And mm-hmm. other ones were like, made me feel bad, worthless, like a failure. Yeah. Like the word failure popped up yep. so many times. And I mean, diets at their core, like I said, they don't work. The research yeah. shows they don't work. And so you're just setting yourself up for failure yeah. by going on a diet. Yeah. Like 95% of people, this is a real statistic yeah. that I learned in a book, 95% of people who go on a diet end up gaining all of the weight that they lost back plus more. more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen it like with people who I know in my own life who are doing or who have done diets. Yeah. They always kind of think like, oh, I just have to get back on the diet. Yeah. Because they've gained the weight back. And it's like, okay, I just have to get back on the diet. But the thing is like the diets are clearly not sustainable long term. So there's no way that you can sustain that weight loss long term. So when you just think about it for a second, like, you are setting yourself up for failure and yeah. you are going to feel like a failure because you're supposed to be, because your body's not supposed to be starved. Yeah, like your like body won't let you. It's not yeah. a failure. Your body's like, well, I'm keeping you alive. Exactly. So I would call that winning. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> your body's actually winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what made me think of that Instagram statistic was when you were saying, when we were saying like, you've probably been influenced by diet yes. culture. And a lot of times it might be without knowing or yeah. like without realizing. So that's like people saying like they think they have a good relationship with food, but then like they do feel guilty about eating. And they foods. don't consider that. Yeah. They don't, they, don't they maybe see don't that. see that as a problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, of course of I course, feel guilty about foods this. foods that you shouldn't eat. So yeah, I should feel guilty. Yes. Yeah. It's like, no, oh. like that shouldn't, like you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how you can ditch diet culture. Yeah. So... One of the big things that you can do is because it's so present on social media and most of us are on social media Mm -hmm. is like get rid of anything like that's like spewing diet culture messaging on social media. Um, Honestly, even if it's like 
a friend of yours or something like that and yep. you don't want to unfollow them, mute them. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about this. You can mute people on Instagram. We and it is a beautiful <laughs> tool. If yeah. you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want to unfollow someone, yeah. you can just mute them if you don't want to see their content. Like it yeah. doesn't mean that you don't like them as a person, yeah. but if their message that they're putting out is not something that you think is positive in your life, then you should need it yeah. or unfollow. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big one. Just kind of be critical of like social media and what you're kind of consuming on there. I think that's a good idea. Also following accounts that yes. are um, body positive or anti-diet. Yeah, whatever. for sure. Yeah, that's a big one as well. Just like that was big for me when I started following more and more when I got into intuitive eating, like following more and more non-diet or anti-diet accounts because you really do start to like you know, believe and practice the things that you consume. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely helps make a shift in like the way you think and the way that you look at eating and diets and things like that based yeah. on what you're consuming. So that's a good one for sure. And seeing people who don't value themselves mm-hmm. based on their weight or don't value themselves based on their appearance, like seeing that shift in just like the way they talk and what they talk about was so influential yeah. and so helpful for yeah. me. It's that's actually so powerful. Like when you let yourself believe you're more than just your body and what it looks like. And like when you're like, oh, I'm actually freaking funny. Like, you know, like that's, you know, more important to me than how I look or things like that or um, like your talents. And it's hard because you hear people say all the time, you're so much more than your appearance and stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, our society does value. Like kindness doesn't get me likes on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But um. No, like for your own sake, finding things about yourself that aren't related to your appearance that you genuinely love and, you know, have control over that you can work on and that you can focus on are just so important. Yeah. I think another big one is like conversations Mm -hmm. and like the, not not necessarily the people you surround yourself with, but just like, yeah, the type of like talk and conversations that you engage in. And I know sometimes it can be hard to avoid maybe family members or coworkers or things like that are talking about the diet that they're on or that they've like lost however much weight or things like that. I think that however you can like step away from that or excuse yourself from those Mm -hmm. conversations or I know a lot of times on like big holidays or things like that, there's a lot of concern around like um, family members just talking about diets or commenting on how much you're eating or things like that saying something like, I don't know, like, you know, I don't really feel like talking about food right now or diets or you know what how much I eat is none of your business or just things like that like just kind of take that step and say those things to people or I don't know just get yourself out of those conversations something else that we can talk about um so Hannah and I are clearly very passionate Mm -hmm. about intuitive eating and so a few months ago is it a few months ago now yeah probably a couple months now we decided that we wanted to do something about it yeah and and help help people um kind of discover food freedom and intuitive eating. So we created a mini course and yes. we put our hearts into yeah, this. Like we really did. We've been working on this a lot and yeah. it's a seven day mini course that talks about intuitive eating and how to find food freedom essentially. Yeah. And it's that food is literally like a necessity for life and it mm-hmm. shouldn't be conditional just like you you know you should be able to love yourself unconditionally we want you to be able to eat unconditionally as well so So that is the name of our seven day (laughs) mini course the eat unconditionally seven day mini course yeah yeah and yeah something that we've found like in all of our talks anytime we talk about it is that it seems like there are always conditions yes when when people go to eat or when they talk about eating there's always like conditions there's rules and we're saying that 
well, we believe and intuitive eating essentially believes yeah. that eating should be unconditional. So yeah. we called it eat unconditionally. Yep. There is seven days. So each day has a task to do. And there's a video for each day where yep. we talk about the theme of that day. So each of the seven days has a theme. And it's really just meant to kind of jumpstart you in your intuitive eating journey yeah. and um, kind of like rebuilding your relationship with food and yourself. The reason why we wanted to do kind of like a condensed thing instead of a longer course is because we wanted to be able to be present for it. So yeah. everyone will start on the same day yep. and go through the seven days together. And Hannah and I will be available. Um, it's all done through a Facebook group and yep. we will be available kind of all the time monitoring it, answering questions, talking to you guys, yep. sharing our stories, stuff like that. Yep. We want to be really available and like doing it with you yeah. so that you guys feel like there is a community of people and there yeah. are other people going through this and experiencing what you're experiencing. Yeah. We just really want to push you along and support you along. Give you a virtual like, hug. Yeah, <laughs> that was what we said. We were giving people a warm virtual yeah. hug. Yeah, just on your journey um, to finding food freedom because I know that it's something like the this relationship with food and our journeys with food are all very complicated and yeah. um, challenging sometimes. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, so... I will put all of the information for that below, yep. like when it's starting, yep. where you can find more information yep. and all of that. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, if you have any questions, you can go to the email. There'll be an email there for yep. questions. And I mean, we both can't say enough how much relaxing and like healing your relationship with food and not being so stressed out all the time has just improved our life so Entire much. Entire like, lives. Yeah. yeah. I don't even have to think about food anymore. No. Like food used to be all I would think about. Like I was Same. always stressed and now it's like my life just opened up. Like there's so much more to life now that yeah. I see. And so we want you guys to experience that food freedom. Yeah. 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 And um, Hannah, like I mentioned, is a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. So she is all trained and professional <laughs> and certified yeah. um if you guys liked this episode i would love if you could leave a rating and review on itunes like i always say i always read the reviews and um yeah i just love them you guys are so sweet so thank you so much if you have any requests for future episodes you can message me on instagram i am at it's live b and i will put all of my and hannah's um information yeah. below so you can follow us check out her website all of that yeah. but that is everything for today. So I hope you guys are having a great day wherever in the world you are. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.